2: Hi, Miss Snackman here, with the official video game-related recipe for the 2006 FIFA World Cup. It's EA FIFA 2006 World Cup of MASH. First of all, get a cup of MASH. You can make it from instant, or if you've got a lot of people round, you can make a big pan of mashed potato and share it between a few cups. Now we have to make the official cup for whichever country is playing. If you're supporting France, mix in some cheese. I go for camembert and some onions. If Mexico is your favourite team, tie a string around the cup handle, hang it from a tree and hit it with a stick until all the mash falls out. If you want the USA to win, swap your cup for a bucket, take out the mash, fill it with freedom fries and sprinkle liberally with sugar. Make sure you tell all of your friends how much better your version is than theirs, and if they disagree, start a fight. If you're rooting for Germany, mix in some delicious sausages, my favourites are bratwurst. If you're feeling extra German, have a hamburger on the side. Unfortunately, Wales haven't qualified, however, 1966, 2006, I've been thinking about it. To make the official English version of this dish, first remove all the mash and replace it with strong lager, then drape with St George's crosses, shout Ingerland! and throw it at someone's head. See you!
3: Wasn't so hard, was it?
0: Bobby Zamora, Ian Beale, Joey from Friends, Martin O'Neill, Pans McClement, Shabo Ranks, Kirsty Gallagher, Tom Hanks, Neville Southall, Tony Blairs, Timothy Dalton, Anthony Clares, Shanks and Bigfoot, Fats and Small, Malcolm McLaren, Zoe Ball, Colin Jackson, Matthew Lattissier, Eric Clapton, Papadoc Duvalier, Michael Ball, Roger Federer, Barry Gibb, Helen Lederer, Anthony Costa, Billy Mitchell, Bobby McFerrin, Nicholas Witchell, Kenny Cunningham, Fu Manchu—all of these celebrities love Tekken too.
4: Dear Steve, this is the first of a two-part letter about my trip to Funspot, New Hampshire. Did your mom let you play video games as a kid? I mean, really? Did she ever tell you that video games would rot your brain? Agreeing fully with Senator Lieberman, my mother still finds video games irritating, violent, and juvenile. She's in disbelief that I've eked out a minor career in these mind-numbing electronical games. She believes, as if by the powers of Hyrule, that if I keep playing, I will indeed turn into a boy and become unmarriageable to other boys. Luckily, I was also raised by a technophilic dad, who twiddled on record players and obsessed over surround sound, I inherited the technophilia from him. This weekend, I got a glimpse of what it would have been like to grow up in more ideal gaming conditions. Meet the Crams, America's first family of gaming. Meet Dave, age 12, future video game world record holder. His mom Christian, his uncle Sean, his aunt Anna, and uncle Jason all hold a dazzling array of video game world records. I met the Crams last weekend at the International Classic Video Game and Pinball Tournament, which took place at the legendary Fun Spot Arcade in Weirs Beach, New Hampshire. Games sharpen hand-eye coordination, you know, and I'd much rather my son be playing games than hanging out on street corners, says Christian Cram. Now, she's your typical doting mom, except she's more likely to tell you to finish your Brussels sprouts than your game of Robotron. And Dave has no objections to Mom. Why would he? He was the recipient of a mint condition Arkanoid stand-up last Christmas. The first family makes a ritual of going to Fun Spot every Saturday and getting pizza afterwards. They collect and repair stand-ups and are known to throw rock and house parties where they try to best each other's world records. I guess it's true what they say about family values. A family that plays together stays together. XOXO xo reina
3: too hot and sunny to be sat inside reading through lexicons of gamography. Not that Professor Game will take any notice of such things. He's all hunched up in his stuffy old study, sorting through his papers and so forth. I can't so much get him as to pull a curtain, let alone open the window a crack. I remember our younger days when such beautiful weather would see game and myself rushing around in the garden perhaps chasing one another with the garden hose exclaiming loudly when we'd achieved a direct hit or as we'd call it a frag <laughs> Frag Oh oh well, there's another term from our lexicon. It derives most probably from the military definition during the Vietnam War. It is a most dismal word in its origins, used to describe the murder of a soldier from one's own side by means of dropping a fragmentation grenade into the soldier's tent at night, and then blaming the death on enemy forces. Fortunately the term is now used mostly to be a fictional death in an online multiplayer game simply meaning any death that you cause rather than the death of someone on your side in multiplayer games such as quake three and originally doom your score is often measured in frags a frag can also be lost when accidentally killing oneself to prevent people from performing suicide missions for wins. Hmm. It's also contended that the term creates a more palatable semiotic resonance than saying killing or dying to better exemplify the temporary nature of an online death. <laughs> No chance of my engaging in a spot of friendly fragging with game these days, I'm sad to say. Long gone are the gay summer afternoons of splashing one another and laughing like wild children. But I have my memories. Always my memories.
5: Sure, it's snappy. It's tips to make you happy. It's odds on, on OD. I see Nintendo have applied for a for messaging on Wii. Does that mean that Wii will use messaging? I think there's a good chance. Look at about 11 to 4 for that. Also, tonight, the Italians take on Ghana in the World Cup. You can remortgage your house get as much money as you can, put it all on Italy, they're going to win that, no doubt about it, keep it odds on, odds on O.D.,
1: four weeks. Four weeks in the middle of nowhere. I'm beginning to think you and your travel agent are in some kind of conspiracy to keep me in the wilds of Japan. Where's my money? Reporting on games? It's more like living in one. There's a strange, Zelda-like music that's pumped out through the town PA system twice a day. There's having to build up my mental strength to block the laser beam of death staring attacks from the old people when I walk down the street. There's learning to shield the contents of my shopping basket from everyone who wants to see what the foreigner is buying in the supermarket. I can feel my health points slipping away as each day goes past. When are you going to get me out of here? There has been one plus side to the last few days though. It seems that news of the we has made it out to my little backwater, so I took the opportunity to teach the kids about the slightly more playground interpretation of the name. They love it. Now, whenever someone goes to the bathroom, another student will yell, Do you do we? It's not much, but it keeps me going. This is Chiara Janetta reporting for One Life Left. Hopefully, with some real news next time.
3: watch here. The, the, the other day, Professor Game and I were invited to a fancy dress party. It's been years since Game and I dressed up as our favourite characters and partied the night away. So long, in fact, that the last time Game went as Miss pac and I as the left-hand bat from Pong. Times have changed, and dressing up as gaming characters has become quite another thing. In fact, its name makes up a very complicated entry in our lexicon under C. Cosplay. The word cosplay is a portmanteau of costume and play, and dates back as far as 1984 in Japan, but it is only through the all-permeating nature of the internet that we have such global awareness and, of course, global participation. Cosplayers dress up as characters from manga, anime, and video games simply for the fun of it. (laughs) While predominantly a Japanese activity still, it's increasingly popular in America and across the UK, with cosplay most likely featuring at gaming or science fiction conventions. Famous examples of cosplaying would include Tron Guy, poor gentleman who chose to publish photographs of himself squeezing an overweight frame into rather tight spandex, emulating the characters from the film and game Tron. But enough of that. there isn't time to read all the details from the lexicon, I have to create costumes for both myself and Professor Game. We're going as Lincoln's tingle, and he's extremely unlikely to ever get around to finding his own elfin hat and green tunic. And I'll inevitably be up half the night fashioning him an impressive sword. Goodbye. <laughs>
0: Oh dear, you just caught me midway through reading an amusing article in the sports section of a well-known broadsheet newspaper. It invites you to play a kind of bingo, ticking off various clichés as they occur in the TV coverage of the World Cup. Oh dear, it's true. Alan Hansen does say it unbelievable a lot. Which is funnier, when David Brent done his funny dance, or when Basil Fawlty done his funny walk? Answer? Neither. It was when Del Boy fell through the bar. You know, when I'm feeling down, nothing cheers me up more than a straight 48 hours playing The Sims. There's a voice in my head demanding that I kill Denise Van Aylten. But I won't. There's just no point.
4: Dear Steve, This is part two of my letter about Funspot, New Hampshire. A friend of mine once told me of an extraordinary experience, the stuff of legends. She had witnessed love at first sight. Skeptical, I listened. On an airplane, my friend had sat across from a young man. They stole glances for hours until she could barely stand it anymore, and so she decided to break the ice. He was from Germany and could barely speak English, but theirs was a connection that transcended language, time, or even airplane aisles and then the strangest thing happened. When she looked at him, she felt the rest of the plane fall away. The seats, the people, the place. Everything else had grown dark, with a spotlight on the most important thing in the world. I've never experienced love at first sight, but it sounds an awful like a place I have been. The Zone. It's what video game legends are made of. In The Zone, nothing else matters. Your hands are planted firmly on the controls and your mind goes on autopilot. Movement becomes reflex and play becomes an intuition. On the 256th board of Pac-Man you are caught up in a euphoric state of flow. The game plays you. With all the interruptions of the world it takes quite an effort to get to the zone. What's always fascinated me is that you can only get there with unabridged myopia. The Zone is the complete opposite of multitasking, which I find very unattractive. I personally like to refer to multitasking as the downfall of society. Luckily for me, the International Classic Video and Pinball Tournament at Funspot was a mecca of non-multitaskers. Monomaniacs who had played 30-hour games of Missile Command, Focused individuals who had made it to the secret place where Pac Man walks upside down. Perfect Pac Man virtuoso Billy Mitchell once told me the zone is a fallacy. But others swear by it. Gaming mom and world record holder Christian Cram explains it like this everything disappears. Noises stop. Time stops. You don't hear people talking. All stress is gone it's just you and the game it sounds an awful lot like love at first sight to me xoxo Reina.
5: it's short it's snappy it's tips to make you happy it's odds on od Now, I see that Bill Gates has stepped down as the role of chairman for Microsoft. I think there's going to be a little bit of a power struggle there. You've got Ray Ozzie, Craig Mundell and Steve Ballmer. I think Steve is your favourite at evens. Ray Ozzie 3-1 and we'll give you Craig Mundell at 4-1 to, to become the next chairman. Also, on Wednesday at 3.50, Electrocutionist is running. He's going to fry your brain. He's going to be a winner. Remortgage that house again. Remember, keep the odds on. Odds on. Od.
1: I don't know about back in the UK, but here in Japan, the game that everyone's obsessed with at the moment is Professor Kawashima's brain training. It's not actually called brain training out here, though. No, nothing that simple for Japan. It's called No Okitairu Kitaeru Otona no DS which roughly translates to Discipline your brain, DS training for adults. I'm usually confiscating mobile phones in class, but at the moment, it's DS lights. It could be argued that I should leave them to it, because even though they're not paying attention to me, at least they're doing something educational. But, unfortunately, I don't like to share the limelight with anyone or anything, so into my bag they go. They don't stay in my bag for long, though. I wanted to see what the fuss was about, so went to get one of the confiscated systems and try it out. But when I got there, the bag was empty i followed the sound of laughter punctuated by hacking coughs to the smoker's room to see all the nicotine addicted teachers trying to outdo each other it was like being back in the classroom albeit smellier and with worse teeth i've decided to give the game a miss though the name may be different but the creepy footing head professor is the same and I'm having enough nightmares about dying in a rice field without adding floating Professor Kowashima chasing me through the fields and telling me how bad I am at mental arithmetic to the mix. This is Chiara Janetta, reporting for One Life Left, hopefully with some real news next time.
6: If the US Army believes that games can train people... Does that mean that other games I'm selling could be training people in some way? Can Guitar Hero turn you into one? Does Gran Turismo really teach you how to drive a car? I know from painful experience that Tony Hawk's pro skater games do not teach you how to skateboard. influence on people isn't always a bad thing, after all, the brain training game on the DS can help improve your mind with just 10 minutes a day, supposedly, if I were to give a game to someone for teaching them something, I'd probably give the police in London Phoenix right on the DS. That way they can understand once more the idea of people being innocent until proven guilty. I'm Derek Williams and this is my orchestral marketing company.
2: Let's just allow some time for Derek sticking it to the man to sink in.
6: Got my check then.